All right. Welcome, Vera. Thanks so much for hopping on this live video with me today. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm really excited to be here. All right. Well, I know that you don't get very shy with public speaking because I saw you last week on a stage speaking in front of many, many people and you did a fantastic job. So I am really excited to get you talking about your story, about how you became a fempreneur, why you became a fempreneur, and specifically how you help people through women through job loss and divorce. It sounds like um, something that um, I'm learning a lot more about you in relation to, to your story. Um, you have a new blog that just came out on your website about divorce. Will you tell us a bit about your story in relation to that life experience? Sure. Yeah. So thanks so much for asking me about that. It's a, it is a new blog post. I haven't written a blog in a few months since August, actually. So I'm glad to be back into that consistency. This one feels a little bit vulnerable, to be honest with you, Lindsay, because I'm sharing a story from way back, probably well, a long time ago, um, over a decade ago. And it was something that happened the night before my rehearsal dinner when I was supposed to be getting married or when I, before I got married, the night before our rehearsal dinner. And it's all about the blog is all about how I was ignoring alarm bells that were going off in my life and in my mind and my intuition. And I was just ignoring them because I really, really wanted to be married. I wanted to have a partnership in life. I wanted to step into this next chapter of my life really badly. And I was in my 30s. And so I was really feeling, quote, unquote, behind, right? Like we have this social programming and this kind of societal conditioning that we need to be at a certain point in our lives by a certain age. And I have since learned to release that. But at the time, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm in my 30s, um, you know, the biological clock is ticking. So that actually is a real reality. Um, a lot of my friends had gotten married and were having babies and I was feeling really alone and I was feeling like I really wanted to be married and I really wanted to have, like I said, a life partner. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that my reasoning behind that maybe wasn't all, it was just more focused on that part of it and not necessarily what I wanted in a relationship or what a marriage even meant to me and what I wanted in the marriage and how I wanted to be or who I wanted to be in the marriage. So this blog post talks about that, how I ignored the alarm bells and what happened with regards to that and how since this experience, I've learned to really trust myself. And the big lesson is that when we ignore intuition, it speaks to us in different ways. So usually physically or on some sort of other level, like I've heard people, they have accidents or they get really sick. And in my case, what happened was that my body broke out in hives as I was entering the church on the wedding day. And I never break out in hives. It doesn't happen to me. I'm not a hive sense prone person. I know some people tend to get them. But for me, it was just really, really strange. And I mean, at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Pour some cold water, right? Like, you know, fix it because I was going to be walking down the aisle in a few minutes. But looking back, my body and my intuition was really trying to tell me something. And I was ignoring it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a lot more detail in your blog post, of course, as there tends to be in written uh, <laughs> written content. Mm -hmm. So definitely any of you who are um, relating to Vera's story and are curious about the work that she does as a life coach, um, yeah, head over to practicalwisdomcoaching.ca and read that blog post um, to get to know her a little bit better. 
and to find out some of the other awesome things that she has going on. I know you've got some events coming up. We're going to talk about that. I'm really excited about the next uh, three and they're all free too, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing to do at this time of year. I think when people are feeling a little bit, a bit of a financial pinch with Christmas. So it's really wonderful of you to put these things on for free. Um, and really wise, of course, for you to do that, because as we both know, it's a great way to meet the people that we're supposed to be helping. So good for Absolutely. you, for all the members out there who are um, kind of, you know, maybe on the fence about whether or not you should be hosting free events. Um, get on Vera's email list, see the way she's nurturing her email list, see the way that she's serving her people and how she is actually you know, getting clients in her business. So during this podcast episode, we're going to kind of hop back and forth between talking about Vera's business um, and then talking and kind of taking you inside Vera's business as as a fempreneur um, that wants to share with other fempreneurs, you know, the things that are working in her business. So you're going to get a ton of value out of this uh, podcast episode. Okay, so back to you and you becoming a fempreneur and why you became a fempreneur. Tell us more of your story. How did you come to realize that you really wanted to have this business that you have today, or maybe you mm -hmm. kind of stumbled into it, but tell us the stories. Yeah. I mean, back to kind of what I was talking about, the societal kind of programming and conditioning. I mean, I, I was raised to, you know, go to school, finish high school, go to university, graduate, get a job, get married, have babies and then retire. Right. Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that journey, but like I said, everyone has their own journey and I'm really, have come to experience that that is the case. Everyone has their own experience of life and everyone needs to do what's best for them. And so when I finished university, I got a job, you know, like a lot of us do, but I think like deep, deep down, I really wanted to be more independent, more autonomous. I knew that there was something bigger and more for me. I just didn't know what that was. And I was never surrounded by business owners or entrepreneurs. So I didn't even know that that was an option. Like I didn't even consider that that was an option. I just thought this is for special people. This is for people who have really great gifts and a really, you know, unique perspective on the world. And these are for people who are brave. And these, this is for people who have something really unique to offer the world. And so I never really considered that for myself, which, you know, again, part of the journey, right? And one of the things that I really loved in my career, and I had a great career. I'm grateful for my career. I had some amazing jobs. I met amazing people. I've traveled with my work. You know, I've had lots of great experiences. But one of the things that I discovered was that one of my favorite things to do was work for small companies. So I had the opportunity to work for global companies, national companies, but also really small, very entrepreneurial like companies. And I really enjoyed that part of it because there was a lot, lots of different things to do. No day was the same. I could do a lot of different things kind of off the side of my desk or if something new popped up, I was able to kind of do that. And I really, really enjoyed that. And as part of my journey in self-development and healing from my divorce and, you know, just kind of learning about myself, I worked with several life coaches throughout my, my life. And I was always really intrigued by that. And actually to go back even further, when I started university, I really wanted to go into human resources. And the reason for that was I really wanted to help people. I wanted to go into employee management relations and really help leaders and also help employees communicate better and relate to each other better. And people would tell, say to me, OHR is super hard to get into. It's really hard to find a job in that field, blah, blah, blah. So of course I believed them. 
um, you know, being 17 and just super impressionable. And again, not really having that full confidence of what it was that I wanted to do or not having that confidence that it doesn't matter whatever anyone says or what the statistics are, just follow what you're interested in. So that was always in the back of my mind. Okay, I want to go into HR. Okay, well, if it's hard to get into me, be able to do something different. So I ended up going into marketing, which was really great, like I said. But as I started working with some life coaches and as I started, you know, even going to therapy and counseling, I was like, wow, this is really fantastic. Like, I think this is something that I would really love to do. This speaks to me. And for a few years, I went and looked at a whole bunch of different life coach schools and, you know, life coach programs. And I was, I was like, I don't know, like, it's expensive. Is this really what I want to do? But it kept popping up into my life. Like, and so finally, one day I decided, okay, I'm just going to do it. Because even if I don't ever coach or have my own business, this is a skill set that I'll be able to use in my job. I was a leader at that point in time. So I knew that it would be really applicable for me. And so I got certified in 2016. I started coaching. I really, really loved it. I was doing some freelance work at the time. I was doing some marketing consulting and also doing my coaching. Really loved being able to work for myself and work from home and just kind of be really flexible in my time. Now, this wasn't not long ago, but it was before the era of Zoom. So I was doing all one, you know, face-to-face -face meetings, which was crazy. So as I was working my nine to five job, you know, my kind of corporate job and coaching and trying to meet people in coffee shops and this type of thing, it was just becoming unwieldy. And so I kind of set that aside, knowing that I would come back to doing something with coaching or doing something on my own in one way, shape or form. And that came about when, when COVID hit. So when COVID first started, I was like, okay, now's the perfect time to step back into doing my own thing. Because again, I was like, no, who knew what was going on with my job, with any job, with the world. I wanted not to have to rely on somebody else to create an income or to create a job for myself. And I also knew that people needed help. People needed support. There was so much, as we all know, I don't have to go through it, but there was so much stress and anxiety and trauma going on. And I knew I needed and I wanted to really help support people through that because I'm a big believer in wellness. I'm a big believer in mental health. I'm a big believer in connection and that we need to help each other out as much as we can. And so I knew it was time to step back in. It took me a while to make the decision to leave corporate and step fully into my business. That's a whole other story. But I went through that decision. And once I made that decision, it just felt so good. And I've been in my business full time for almost a year now. And it's been an incredible journey of learning, self-discovery, challenges, as we all know, as entrepreneurs, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we know that there's lots of ups and downs, but I love it. I love the challenge. I love, like I said, creating my days, being in charge of my of my life being in charge of how I live my life and when I work in doing what I do best at certain times of day right so for example I know that I'm more creative in the morning so I'm you know and I know that I love working out in the morning so I'm able to schedule that and then by three or four o'clock my dogs come my dog comes knocking at my door anyways but by three or four I'm done right like my brain is kind of done to do all that creative work and all the client work so you know, in a corporate job, you can't really do that. You can't say, I'm just going to take a couple hours off to go walk my dog, or I'm going to, you know, meet clients only during these times, or I want to have a nap, um, or anything like that. Like, you can't do that, right? You can't, like, you have to kind of, you're beholden to other people's schedules. 
And so I love the ability to be flexible that way and autonomous that way. One of my core values is freedom and autonomy. And so this makes perfect sense for me. And I'm just, you know, I just turned 50 and I'm just stepping into the reality that this was what this is what I meant to be doing is having my own thing. And it's just taking me, like I said, everyone has their own journey and their own timeline. And it's just taking me 50 years to figure out that, okay, I want to be on my own and I want to do my own thing and I want to be an entrepreneur and this is what, this is how I want to do it. This is the vehicle that I'm doing it in. Right. So I'm curious to know why and how you chose your first ever business coach. Like how old were you? Tell us the story because I know for me when I chose my first ever business coach, it really did mold and shape me as a coach today mm. and the way I work with my clients because it was uh, it was a really good experience for both the first year and then actually went kind of sideways with that business coach but that's another story for another day but i'm curious to know why you chose this particular first business coach and how that evolved yeah so i mean like the first coach i ever worked with was a life coach and i was feeling i was really struggling in my job i was not feeling fulfilled i wasn't sure what i really wanted i knew that this wasn't meant for me but i didn't even know where to go like i knew i didn't need counseling or therapy but I was like, I don't know what I was looking for career coaches. I was like, how do I figure out what it is that's important to me? And I was talking with a family friend and she just happened to mention that one of her friends just became certified as a life coach. And I had never heard about life coaching. I was like, what is that? And so I ended up meeting with this, with this life coach. Um, it was a man, he was a super wonderful man. And we actually did our sessions while walking, which was really powerful. Like there's something about movement you know, like, I don't know if you run Lindsay, but I, you know, I, I run and so and I've, I've trained for marathons and it's so amazing. And even going for walks with friends or business meetings when you're where you're walking, there's just something about that act of movement and walking and being in nature that somehow gets that conversation flowing even deeper than it would normally. So it was a really good experience for me to have this life coach that did it, you know, did his um, sessions this way. Um, so that was really interesting. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. So that was my first spark at it. And he really helped me kind of clarify what it is that I wanted. And then when I finished working with him, I had a couple of years where I was, where I was kind of okay, you know, doing my own thing. And then I was actively searching for other life coaches or other coaches as well. So I have worked with business coaches as well. Um, I think a lot of it for me, or most of it for me is having an alignment of values. Like, does this person jive with me, right? Like it doesn't have to be the values have to be exactly the same, but is their approach aligned with my approach? Um, a great example is me working with you, right? Like our, I love your approach. I love that you are all about relationships and all about connections and all about authenticity and about that. It's a, it's a longer term it's a longer term commitment. It's not just like, I'm just going to like slide into someone's DM and try to sell them my program. And then I'm gone. It doesn't even start that way. It all just starts with how can I help, right? How can I serve? And you mentioned free courses and free masterclasses. And that's something that you really talk about a lot is like, just give it things away. Like just be generous in your, in your teachings, be generous in what you're, how you're helping people and all of that will come back and so i think a lot of times when we're looking for people to help us in our business or in life it's about that alignment like can i do i agree with how they're living their life do i see their a do i see the results right are they living the life and the lifestyle that i aspire to or that i admire or that i respect 
do I have an alignment of values? And also back to the intuition, like how does my gut feel? Because I've also hired coaches where I'm like, this is not the right fit. I've spent a lot of money. And then I, when I look back, I'm like, you know what, Vera, like you knew there was something off and you did it anyway. So you ignored again that what I call our, our inner wisdom, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes we need to have those reminders that, okay, right, I didn't listen to my intuition. So it always comes back to tapping into and just sitting quietly with myself and just asking myself, like, is this the right course of action for me, mm -hmm. right? And just tapping into that because I think that that's such an important aspect of, especially as women, Mm -hmm. we back to the societal conditioning we're like we need to justify things we need to be logical we need to analyze things we need to show the charts and the graphs and the numbers and sure there's a time and a place for that but there's something really powerful about tapping into our own self and our own intuition about things when, when we're making decisions yeah I think that the, the the don't give things away for free it's just never sat well with me and actually the coach that I, that I worked with, I got so much good stuff from working with him. I learned so much. He shared so many, you know, he was 10 years ahead of me. Um, he was kind of where I wanted to be. But then I started to notice, you know, after a while, I noticed some things that just, he was telling me that didn't sit well with me. My inner wisdom was like, no, that's not who you are, Lindsay. And you can't do it that way. Um, and so, yeah, and I, and I went against that gut feeling, you know, I didn't trust the alarm bells. I went and did, you know, these things that didn't feel right for me. And ultimately, you know, my inner wisdom was right, <laughs> but you know, we have to do these things. We have to learn. Um, so yeah, so I'm curious to know a little more about, uh, maybe not that specific business coach that you worked with, but, um, how did you find these business coaches and, you know, like, did you, were you, did you have a mentor? I guess there's two questions here. How did you find these business coaches? And I guess, why were you so keen to work with business coaches? Like, did you have a mentor or someone you looked up to that they themselves had business coaches and you wanted to kind of emulate that lifestyle and that, like, how did business coaching become so natural for you? Because I feel like it's just not for most people. So I'm curious. Mm. About that. Well, I mean, being a coach, I'm always, I'm obviously I believe in the power of coaching and sometimes we need different coaches for different things. Right. So we hire personal trainers, which essentially is like a coach, right? We hire other types of coaches. Sometimes we hire a business coach, sometimes a life coach, sometimes we hire a nutrition coach, right? So there's lots of different types of coaches out there. And so again, being a coach, I'm just such a big believer in that. And I also think that as a coach, I need a coach. Like we all need coaching at some point in some point in our lives, maybe not all the time, but in some way, in some times when we're feeling really stuck. My one kind of, um, you'd ask about mentors and that's something I never had. Like I was never again taught to the, the, the importance of having a mentor. So sure, I had people in my life that were influential, but I was never proactively seeking a mentor. And I think that's one piece of advice that I would give younger people. Like especially younger women that are in business or starting off their own journey in the entrepreneurial world is to find a mentor and like proactively seek one or several mentors that they can ask questions that can bounce ideas off of because I feel like I really missed out on that piece of it. So I think that's really important. Um, how I found my coaches, my business coaches, um, all of them I found through an event where they were speaking at, which is super really? interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they were like either a keynote speaker or they were, I went to a lunch and learn and they happened to be there 
speaking. And so, you know, maybe, and it's interesting because I do, that's one of the things I want to step into is doing more speaking opportunities. And it's probably why I do master classes and I host retreats and I do workshops is because there's something about being in someone's energy and seeing how they are with people face-to-face, -face, right? Or, or even online. But it's, it's, it's for me anyways, it's about the person and the person's energy and how they are and maybe less so about what they're writing. And I mean, there has to be an alignment, but I guess for me, it's always happened in person um, or through some sort of masterclass or some sort of workshop where I get to see how the person is. So it's just really interesting that that's one of my aspirations for the coming year is to do a lot more speaking engagements and get in front of more people. Awesome. Yeah. And I know um, there will be a, a Fempreneurs event in Calgary, maybe like the one that you attended, the Fem Talks event, something like that coming up um, in the new year. And so I'm excited to uh, to get that in the works and have you be one of our featured speakers for sure. So yeah, that's That'd definitely be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And it's just so cool. You know, even the event that we were at last week, just to see how women do really want to attend events like that. They really do want to get around other um, entrepreneurs and it needs to be easy. It, it needs to be, you don't need to be affordable, but it also needs to be easy and accessible. And there needs to be lots of networking. And, um, and I've just finally, I guess, found my groove with holding events like that. So I get really excited. The more women I meet that I can, you know, put on stage and, and just kind of build an event around them. And, and, uh, yeah. So anyways, I'm really excited about, I'm really excited about, um, I guess just speaking in general, that that's a thing, that it's a way for us to not only impact lives in the moment when we have that room full of people, but also just the ripple effect that are created from the ripple effects created from those events. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, and a couple of things on that, like, I think for me personally, it's helped, like, I had a, you know, I have a podcast is on hiatus right now, but having that podcast, writing blogs, creating presentations for people, creating masterclasses, like helps me figure out what my point of view is on things and what my unique perspective is on things, because there's a lot out there, right? And if we, if we, if I stop and think about it and get too down that rabbit hole of like, everyone else is doing the same thing and they're all saying the same thing, then that's kind of when the, when the self-doubt tends to creep up. But yeah. if you can say, well, what's my unique spin on it? Or do I even agree with some of these people that are quote unquote experts in the field? Like, do I agree with them or, you know, do I, but is it in a different context or just in a different way? So it really is about embracing my own unique point of view and my own voice. So that for me has been really powerful. Like I do have a unique perspective and I do have a unique set of experiences and skills that nobody else has. And so does everybody, right? Like everyone here listening has their own set of unique experiences. Like everything you've gone through, all of your jobs, like all of your challenges, all the shit that you've been through, yeah. all combines together to make you uniquely you. Like no one else can say things in the way that you can say them, right? And so that's the uniqueness. And I think that's where people are attracted to a certain type of coach or mentor or client, whatever, because people can relate to that. Yeah. especially when you're really embracing it and really being genuine and not just mimicking or parroting what other people are saying. So that's been um, really good for me is to do that. Um, and I was going to say something else about that, but I forget. So anyway, well, maybe this, <laughs> yeah, maybe this will tee it up because I do want you to talk more 
about um, the types of people that you work with? Because I know you're you're really great at working with people who've been through divorce because you have been through that and you're really good at helping people heal and move on from that. And I'm not using the right lingo right now. So I'm going to get you to do that. And then we're going to talk a bit about the job loss piece because I know in your life coaching business, the way that you impact lives is take people who are either in the midst or just coming out of these very, um, you know, pivotal circumstances in their life and you help them get on the right track. So do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, just the divorce piece? Like maybe what are some of those common things you find yourself saying over and over again in sessions with clients who are either about to get divorced or in the middle of a divorce or have, you know, were have been divorced for a few years. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of get them pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Thanks for that. And yes, you are using the right lingo. Like I do say the word healing a lot because it really does require healing of ourselves because when we go through a divorce, like it's a loss, right? Like no one goes into a marriage thinking, oh, I'm going to get divorced, right? Like everyone goes into a marriage thinking this one's going to work. This is the right thing. I'm super in love and I'm going to make it work. And if not, I'm going to change the guy and or the woman and it's all going to be good, right? And like we have this thing, like it's all going to be okay. But yet the statistics are that half of marriages fail. But we don't want to be part of that 50%. But it really is a big loss because you, I did anyways. And I know what I hear from my clients a lot. You know, we feel like a failure. Like some, like we even call it a failed marriage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we feel like a failure. I know in my case, I felt this loss of identity, which I think a lot of people feel as well. Like, well, I'm no longer a wife or a husband or a mm-hmm. spouse, right? Okay. Like now I'm just floating around on my own. And what does that mean? Yeah. And, you know, we hear kind of that cliche from people that say, I really lost myself, but I really think that's true. Like I hear that a lot of people say, women say to me specifically, I just don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know what's important to me. I don't know what I want. I've lost connection with my friends or my family, but most importantly, I've lost connection with myself. So whether that's, you know, obviously we lose connection with our intuition, we lose connection with our values, we lose connection with all those important things. So for me, it's really important to get back to what's most important to you. And so we do a lot of work around values. I do a lot of work around what do you want? Like what's most important to you? And not from a selfish perspective, because remember when we're doing something that we love, when we feel good about ourselves, when we feel energized and we when we give ourselves the time and the space to to love ourselves and to do what feel like to energize ourselves then we can start creating that impact on the world that i know we all want to make right but when we're feeling depleted or when you feel like i feel lost i don't know what's important to me there's no way that you can help people in your life whether it's your kids or your friends or your you know family or your team right so for me it's really important to really connect with what's important to you, really connect with your values. And then that self-trust piece starts happening. Like that's how you build your self-trust is by learning to lean into what's most important to you. That's how you set boundaries. That's how you create healthy habits, right? Like that's how you start doing those things where you're feeling more purposeful, where you're feeling happier. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of the, kind of a convoluted way of saying a little bit about how I I help my people, help my clients, but that really, it really is a journey, but it really is a journey about self-discovery and reconnecting with, with yourself. Yeah. And so you do have these, these three awesome free events, like, like Mm. I was saying 
earlier coming up. The one is at the on December 29th, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about stepping into 2024 with intention. And um, we'll we'll wrap up with that one. But you are talking about divorce right now, and I know you have an event specifically for people who are going through divorce at any stage of the game. And that event is free. You can go to practicalwisdomcoaching.ca. You can click on the events tab and you'll see that and the other two free events there. Um, you can sign up for them and you can come and you can you know, leave your camera off if you don't want to participate. Vera won't make you talk or anything like that. Um, you know, if you have to sit there with your camera off and your tissue box and your notepad and your pen, that's totally cool. Um, but yeah, I know those are those events are going to be great. And so let's transition into talking about job loss because mm -hmm. I'm hearing you say things like losing identity and learning to trust mm -hmm. yourself again. And I imagine those are very similar with job loss, although um, someone going through divorce might look at someone who's go who's going through job loss and be like, really, that's that you're trying to say that that's as hard as what I'm going through. So I think it's good to kind of separate them and having groups of people that are like minded and in what they're trying to work through and what they're trying to achieve. So you have this, this event for people who've experienced job loss. Tell us a bit mm -hmm. about what people are going to learn there. Yeah. Well, and it's really interesting because a lot of people are also having the double whammy. They're experiencing the double whammy like I did, right? Going through a divorce and then got laid off. I was going through a divorce and I got fired. And there's a lot of really like at the same yeah. time. I got, I was going through my divorce. I bought my new house finally was kind of transitioning out of that and then got fired from my job. So <laughs> yeah, I call it the double whammy. And I've met, I've met, yeah, I've met several women um, in the last little bit who are going through the same experience. And so it's like multiple things happening, but regardless, whether it's multiple or not, or whether you're going through one or the other, the interesting thing about job loss is it is a loss. And a lot of people don't acknowledge that because it's our career and it's a job and you know, we're not supposed to be grieving over a job, but the reality is that we tie up a lot of our days and a lot of our identity with our job. Mm -hmm. So whether that's right or wrong or whether that's how it should be, um, that's kind of the thing, right? Like we spend a lot of time in our work. Most people take their jobs really personally. They want to do a good job. It's how they make their income. It's how they make a living. It's how we put food on the table. So it's really important, right? And we need jobs. We all need to be employed. We all need to be making money in some way, shape, or form. And when we lose that, especially when it's not our decision, that's what's tough about it. Mm -hmm. When someone comes and tells you, we no longer want you, and it doesn't matter what the reason is. It doesn't matter whether it's like we're restructuring or we've merged another company or that industry is collapsing. It doesn't matter. Like we still take it personally. So logically, we can think, yeah, I know that it was cost cutting. I know that the XYZ industry is going through a lot of changes. I know it's a business decision, quote unquote but it still hits us personally in the heart. And so one of the things that I do a lot with my clients is let them, or we give ourselves, we, I give them permission to grieve that, grieve that sense of loss and that loss of identity. And I've had clients who have been laid off after many years, like decades of working for the same company. So you can only imagine how shocking that is and how much of a, like how disconnected they feel. And so for me, it really is, again, about, okay, well, let's build up that confidence because your confidence tanks when that happens to you. Like, I know for me, I was like, well, I'm not good at anything. They didn't want me, right? Like, what's wrong with me? How come I couldn't do the job? Even though, even though I was looking for something different, like I wasn't happy in my current job, I was looking for something different. 
but then the universe sometimes kind of gives you what you want, not yeah. in the way that you plan it or not in the way that you expect it or not in the way that is always nice, like a nice feeling. Yeah. Um, but we always get what we want in the end. Right. And so um, without fail, every single person I've ever worked with eventually realizes what a blessing it is. And once we kind of sort through the feelings, there's usually a feeling of relief or excitement even, right? Yeah. Like, oh, what's next for me? So I really help my clients create that next chapter of their life from a place of optimism, right? From a place of groundedness, from a place of going back to, again, your values, like what's most important to them? What do they really want? How do they want to feel, right? How can they add purpose to their life every day? How can they rebuild that sense of confidence in what they're good at? So we do a lot of stuff around, again, values, what your skills are, what what you're good at and embracing that, like really truly embracing that before going on to, well, I need to start applying for jobs. Mm. I think mm. that's important, but Which then if you just do, right. As it sounds like too, when people get divorced, they jump yeah. right on dating apps. It's kind of similar, totally. right? How do totally. I know and not deal with what my values are and figure that out? Oh, I just go and I get another job and then I don't even have to think about that. Yeah. And the thing is with that, Lindsay, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like that saying, like, wherever you go, there you are. So if you haven't quite put a closure on it or forgiven yourself or forgiven your partner or forgiven your ex-boss or, you know, process those feelings and really figured out what it is that you want, you're just going to jump into the next thing. You're going to jump into the next relationship and it's going to be, oh, here we are again. All guys are losers or whatever, right? Yeah. Worse, right? Or all jobs are like bosses are dumb. Like there's no good cultures out there anymore. Right. Like this is so stupid. I can't wait for the weekend because we haven't really like, and, and I'm not saying there's not toxic workplaces out there. There definitely is. And I'm not saying that there's not, you know, bad people out there. There definitely is, but it's like but knowing what it is that you want. Right. What's that? You're the common denominator, not you, but the person is the common yeah. denominator in all those situations. So why not rule yeah. out that as the problem in the sense of like, knowing that you have the intentions and the, the clear purpose with you know yeah. going into that relationship because it, it is a relationship you know embarking yeah. on a new job definitely, um, definitely. and it, this is such a an interesting you know thing to even like thinking about this right now for me is very bizarre because i i, I got fired from a job that i thought i was going to be at forever and then i became an entrepreneur and i haven't um you know had a job since then per se, you know, I haven't, I've been self-employed, but I, I have clients, so they hire me kind of thing. But yeah, it's just so interesting to think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a blessing that was, right? Like at the time it wasn't, it felt oh, not God, right, no. right? Yeah. At the time. It is, it is very interesting. And I lucked out and had a couple of people that I would, I would consider to be my mentors. They weren't long-term mentors. They were kind of short-term mentors through that phase of my life. And they really helped me figure out what I wanted and, mm -hmm. and help me even understand that I was allowed to decide what I wanted to yes. do. I was yes. mind blowing. Like I was like, yeah. Oh, I get to like decide, I get to have a vision for what I want. Kind of like, you know, when you're single and you're, and you're like, I get to design my dream boyfriend, like on paper. Like this is <laughs> what? How come yeah. no one told me this? So, I yeah. know we're not taught that, right? We just think we're pigeonholed into this certain thing, right? Or I'll like yeah. I can't change because X Y Z, right? And it's just like, no, you can. You can decide. You can decide. You can totally decide. It's up to you.
Yeah. And having someone coach you through that is just, it's necessary. And I mean, maybe it's not necessary, but it's going to save a lot of time and throwing stuff at the wall that a lot know. of time. And you know what I hear consistently in all of my master classes, like every woman says to me, or not every woman, but I hear consistently across the board is women will always say to me, I thought I was the only one. I mm. thought I was the only one feeling this not necessarily going through it. Like people understand that they're not the only ones going through a divorce, but they kind of feel maybe in their own circle are the only ones or that they're the only ones feeling this way. And part, that's part of my mission is like, let's bring women together. Like let's just support each other because we're all going through something and we all have wisdom to share. And just knowing that, oh, there's other women here that understand. Wow. Like that's such a game changer. And that's just such a energy booster and yeah. being able to share your story, but also being able to give guidance or advice to other mm -hmm. people is also a confidence booster. It's also a way to boost your energy by helping people. Right. So back to yeah. kind of giving things away for free. It's like that boosts your energy that boosts your yeah. frequency that just helps the world like that ripple effect, like you were talking about. So. Yeah. Really and back to, yeah, it is really important. And back to talking to the fempreneurs um, about your business growth and your strategies, thinking of giving away free workshops like these masterclasses that Vera's doing, just remembering that we all need testimonials, guys. And mm -hmm. if you're a brand new business or if you have never, um, you know, reached out to a past client and asked them for a testimonial, um, teaching free workshops is the easiest way to get testimonials. And no one knows when they see your testimonials on your website or on your social media, whether the person who said the nice thing about you paid or not, they don't know and they don't care. All they care about when they read that testimonial is that someone like is listing out why they think that you're awesome at what you do. So just remember, there's so many reasons to give things away for free. And one of them is it's a great way to get testimonials. Anyways, back to Vera. Yeah. Well, and I just, just on that note, Lindsay, like I consider all my clients, clients, whether or not they're coming to a free masterclass or whether they're paying for my high end one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? Like everyone's a client. And so, you know, if my intention is to help women and help them feel connected and help them embrace who they really are and help them take aligned action to move forward, then it doesn't matter. Right. And so when there's different levels of offers that I, the programs that I offer, mm -hmm. but you know, everyone that comes in is, is a client and you just never know who's going to become a paying client or you never know who's going to refer you right. or you never know who's going to write you a really great testimonial. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a piece of it. The other really great part about doing free masterclasses is I'm really learning about what are the actual pain points of mm -hmm. people out there right now. Right. So I have a sense, obviously I've worked with women, like I've gone through it myself. And so I put something out there, but every single time I do the same masterclass, I tweak things a little bit because I, I listen. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, I'm getting the same question over and over again. Okay. I'm going to incorporate that now into my content or into a new masterclass or right. into some, another offering. Right. And so it's a really great way to keep your ear to the ground about real time things that are happening. So I love that part of it because women are always, really open and wanting to share. And so it's just that asking questions and listening, asking questions and listening, it really helps you hone in on, well, what is it? That's my message. Like I can tweak it every time. Right. And I can get more and more clear on my own message and my own offer. That's another really great reason to be doing free masterclasses or workshops or things like that. Yeah. 
definitely. So you have the two free master classes in January. One is for people experiencing divorce and one is for people who um, are experiencing job loss. Mm -hmm. And then you have another event that I'm really excited about, which is coming up right away on December 29th. And it is called Step Into 2024 with Intention. In alignment. That one. Yeah, in alignment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and with intention. <laughs> and with intention. It is all about intention. So this is this will be my fourth year doing this um, particular workshop. And I love doing it because it's just something that so two things. We close out the year. We close out the current year, the present year, before we start thinking about the new year. And it's kind of like what I was talking about. We were talking about like people to get divorced, jump into the dating pool. People lose a job, start right away applying for things. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, it's the new year, new shiny object. We better just like go straight into that. And there's something really powerful about closing out a chapter of your life. And it's interesting because we all talk about, I want closure. I want closure. Okay, well, you need to be intentional about that. Like you need to be making a decision that I want to close out this chapter myself, right? And so closing, and this is something I learned from one of my business coaches, actually. She you know, we always closed out the month or we close out the quarter. And I was like, I'm going to close out the year. Right. And decide, but close up, close it out from a place of gratitude, a place of acceptance, a place of what did I learn this year? And then deciding what do I want to carry with me into the new year? Like, are there some good things? Are there, are there some things that I haven't been done yet? Are there some, you know, goals or intentions that I haven't quite completed? I'm going to carry those through with me. And is there something that it's time to release and let go of and just let it be part of this year, part of our experience? And how can we be grateful for that? For that? How can we learn the lesson in that? How can we see the gift in that? So that's a big chunk mm -hmm. of the workshop. And then once we go through that, then we can think about, okay, what does the new year hold? What do I really want in terms of an intention? It's not necessarily about goals. I don't really talk about goals too much in this workshop. It's more about what do you want to manifest? Like, what do you hope for yourself in the new year? Who do you want to become? How do you want to feel in the new year? So it's more those types of really broad questions, but that really, really ask us to tap into our, into our intuition and, and tap into like, what is it that we really truly want? And then that's where the goals come in. I mean, this is why resolutions don't work because resolutions are just like, I should lose weight and I need to eat better. And like all those things that we think we need to be doing, but it's like, but why? Like, is that really mm -hmm. what you need to be doing? And if it is, let's dig into the why. Like, let's dig into why this is super important to you and what this is going to mean for you in your life. Mm -hmm. So we talk a lot about that. And then, so I'm, I love this workshop. It always has, so it's super interactive. There's not a lot of talking. It's mostly journaling, you know, so bring your journal. Um, but I love it because there's always so many insights from people. People are always so surprised, you know, forget about, they're like, I forgot what happened to me in, in February or like, wow, it totally made me remind me about something that I'm super grateful for that happened in April, right? Now it's December. So we tend to kind of forget. So it's always super, yes. I love it. I, I think it's so beautiful. We always have like really great insights and I will provide the recording so you can listen to it again. And I also provide the actual presentation with the journaling prompts. So in case, cause we don't get through, there's only, it's only an hour, right? But sometimes it takes a little bit longer than that it, or sometimes you want to be adding to it. So mm -hmm. I find that I love doing it around New Year's. So it is on December 29th. And then it's a great thing to do say on New Year's Eve, kind of before maybe you start your festivities if that's what you're doing. Or even on January 1st, it's kind of a nice way to start and just, okay, I'm just going to journal a little bit more deeply about what it is that I want. And like you said, it's about being super intentional about how I want 
the new year. So it's a great, it's a great way. So I hope people join. It's free. Um, and we'll add the the link in the in the show notes, I'm sure. So yeah, this is the link will definitely be in the show notes. And you can go to practicalwisdomcoaching.ca and sign up for that right now. And uh, and I know Vera, you have an awesome group coaching program that's starting up in January or maybe February, I can't remember. And then of course you have uh, a couple of one-on-one coaching spots available. And so if you want to reach out to Vera and talk to her about any of the things that you know that she can help you with, <laughs> um, please do that. And thank you so much, Vera, for um, just sharing so much of your, um, your, I guess, just helpful ways to for us to uncover our inner wisdom today, which is so valuable. Um, is there anything you want to leave Fempreneurs with before we hop off? Well, I really appreciate this opportunity, Lindsay. It's been great working with you. I've enjoyed this conversation. And I think I just want to remind people that, you know, you're, you're all unique. You all have your own unique skills and unique experiences and really, really embrace that because the world needs you. The world needs you to shine your light. And yeah, you are a light. And the more that you can shine your light, the more that others can shine theirs. And then we create that really amazing ripple effect. And the world really needs that right now. So I'm so grateful to be part of this community. I'm so grateful to you, Lindsay. And yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody on December 29th. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. All right. Bye for now, everybody. Bye.